Hello, welcome to the Satellite Market Cast podcast, where we feature key executives from leading satellite companies worldwide, talk about their company, their careers, industry trends, and other insights on the exciting satellite communication industry. I'm your host, Virgil Labrador, Editor-in-Chief of Satellite Markets and Research, inviting you to another informative podcast with our featured guest today. Well, welcome everybody to this edition of the Satellite Market Cast podcast. And our guest today is Dan Zajicek. He's uh, the new CEO, uh, relatively new, of uh, Spacecom, which is the operator of the uh, Amos uh, uh, fleet of satellites uh, that cover the world, uh, based in Israel. So, uh, Dan, welcome to this uh, podcast. Hi, thank you very much. Hi, everyone. I'm really thrilled to be this in this podcast. Yes, Dan just assumed this position April 1st this year. So about more or less six, six months, right at the height of the pandemic. He came from Spacecom from uh, Satcom Systems, which is the owner of uh, Gilat Satcom, where he yeah. was CEO since uh, 2012. So you were there for about eight years. And he's uh, served in many uh, management, senior management positions. He actually is very well, uh, uh, very good background because he's been a CFO, he's been head of HR, regulatory affairs. So that you're really, uh, uh, in my opinion, just reading your resume, uh, Dan, that you seem very well prepared for this uh, uh, position. Yes, I did a few, uh, took a few positions, and I have a multidisciplinary experience. Um, in each one of them, I gained a view, and I think that uh, after. Uh, um, nine years at uh, Bezek International, which was the, is still the biggest ISP in Israel, mm-hmm. uh, was uh, very well prepared to come to the exciting satellite uh, uh, market. That uh, the first position was at the Satcom System, as you mentioned, mm-hmm. which uh, managed the Gila Telecom. It's a service provider mm-hmm. and provide the services mainly in uh, Africa. And uh, after this, I. Uh, did my leap to the Spacecom, the satellite operator, mm-hmm. and it's, it was really exciting uh, to come to to take this position. I think that after uh, being in a service provider, you come with a very um, agile uh, view of the market. You see all the challenges in the market, and now moving to the other sides, it gives you a very good perspective of the markets and the clients' uh, perspective and uh, enable me to understand the market and uh, you know uh, think of the way forward right right well uh, we're holding this podcast actually during a, a very important week in the industry there are several satellite shows uh, going on uh, this week which includes the uh, the world satellite summit in uh, europe uh, which was uh, has been postponed because of the pandemic uh, it's it's being held in uh, Virtually, they're all virtual shows. The Africa Com is this week, Global Milsat Com, and Cabsat, which is uh, the uh, premier Middle Eastern show. And uh, your company is based in the Middle East, and uh, and uh, this is quite a scoop, actually. You you are uh, participating in Cabsat for the very first time, then. Yes, for me it's really exciting. I mean, for us, we always uh, saw Capsat as a very important uh, show that we couldn't attend. We saw a hidden potential there, and this year. Uh, very luckily, uh, we are very happy to take part of this uh, historic uh, cooperation between uh, the countries. 
Mm-hmm. Unfortunate, unfortunately, it's uh, virtual and I uh, hope that uh, we will have the chance to come visit there uh, physically because uh, it's uh, really historical and has a lot of uh, meaning for us. Yeah, it's a good start, you know, the virtual show, but uh, they are planning the physical show back, uh, you know, to where it was, uh, hopefully in May next year. So will you be participating in that as well? Yes, of course. I mean, uh, currently the plans that uh, they're supposed to start flights from uh, here uh, by the end of the year. And mm-hmm. since it will uh, start, uh, we're definitely going to participate in the next show. And I mm-hmm. think that it's also uh, for us as covering Africa, it's a very big hub for Africa and has a lots of uh, headquarters over there. Some of the African uh, uh, multinational companies uh, uh, situated there, so it will also enable us to reach and uh, uh, enhance the relationship that we have with them. Right. So what exactly are you doing in uh, uh, at the virtual cab set this week? Uh, you have a virtual booth? Are you uh, speaking at uh, some of the sessions? We have a virtual booth. Uh, we're going to uh, approach our customers with the new portfolio that we have. We might have a uh, an announcement to have uh, during the show. Uh, we don't have uh, uh, any, we're not attending any sessions, but we have some uh, publications and some uh, shows. Mm-hmm. And uh, we think, uh, you know, it will be very meaningful for us. Right. Uh, now, Dan, uh, as I said in my preface, you started uh, out in the, uh, just when the global pandemic hit, you know, uh, well, uh, it's, it's, Spacecom has also had some challenges uh, before as, as a company. Mm-hmm. It had a failed launch and then there were some talks about Spacecom possibly being sold to other companies. Uh, how have you uh, uh, coped with the global pandemic and how do you see your company's position right now in the market? I see it in, uh, for me, it's... Uh kind of a two pillars for me, starting a new position in a new uh, environment and everything is changing and uh, you know, everything that we thought uh, as a constant is now uh, changing and we're now uh, approaching this uh, new normal. I think that it was a very uh, interesting, you know, personally for me, first of all, to be acquainted with all the employees of Spacecom. So you have to do it uh, virtually because uh, at that time we had some uh, lockdown. Mm-hmm. So we were uh, dealing with uh, changing the uh, cultural uh, of, uh, of Spacecom and uh, starting to work in remote. In Israel, we normally come to the office because it's a relatively small place. So uh, we used to see each other and uh, now going into position and do it virtually was an interesting experience. I think it's, uh, uh, you know, when, uh, when at, at the time, at April, we didn't know actually what will uh, come up with the pandemic. So uh, first of all, you have to take care of the health of the employees and see that everything is uh, working well and uh, keeping uh, people calm because of the uncertainty of the situation and the outcomes. So there is a lot of... Uh, uh, investing on uh, uh, efforts inside the company and in parallel to learn this uh, new uh, company to understand the, the challenges that we have and to keep serving our clients, obviously. I mean, at, uh, at the pandemic, uh, I think that there are two, you can divide it into two. We have uh, four satellites in orbits. 
three of them are uh, fully occupied. And during the pandemic, uh, we came to understand the importance of the communication and especially communicating remote places and uh, doing uh, uh, video distribution, distributing uh, with the satellites. So uh, those three satellites which were fully occupied kept uh, kept uh, customer uh, uh, services and even uh, we held we had some upgrades there and increasing the demand and the challenging one was uh, space uh, amos 17 that was uh, launched at the end of 2019 and uh, we had a plan to um, start selling or promoting the services uh, in africa since the lockdown and all the flight restrictions uh, we saw some uh, big challenges and we had to uh, change our go-to-market strategies, our portfolio, and uh, start selling uh, those services to the market. I think that uh, we did it uh, very well and now we are equipped with a lot of uh, services that are uh, relevant to the time that we are at. And uh, I'm sure that it uh, will enable us to increase the fill rate of the satellite and uh, give the services in uh, the continent. Right. Well, I'd like to talk about the African market in, in greater detail uh, in, a, in a little bit, actually. But I want to go back again, since this is the time of CABSAT. So uh, the, the, the major development that enabled you to be at CABSAT is the opening up of relations of, uh, with the UAE, but Israel mm -hmm. and the UAE, right? Uh, and the UAE has a lot of shows. And of course, it's a major business hub. Uh, for the Middle East and North Africa and, and beyond South Asia, etc. Uh, and also with Qatar, I believe, uh, there's also an opening up in that. Uh, how, yeah. does that how, how does that affect your business? How, uh, it affects the business in uh, several ways. First of all, uh, we have satellites covering the Middle East. So now, uh, since we have this... Uh, um, relationship with uh, those uh, additional countries we can cover these countries and provide services over there with the satellites that we have in addition the mo 17 satellite that uh, is covering mainly africa but it has uh, four um, um, steerable beams that uh, can cover these areas and uh, they are very powerful so we have a very strong portfolio to offer to this region in addition um, there is a lot of um, African uh, companies such as uh, MTN and others that are uh, located in this uh, in the UAE and uh, in order to start the business uh, with them and do the meeting with the technical and the decision makers uh, it's important for us to visit the UAE and to visit, visit those uh, services so um, I think it's open up uh, to customers that uh, can uh, enjoy our services and satellites. In addition, for us, as you know, uh, we are uh, we have satellites in uh, Four West, and we're looking for uh, replacing uh, the satellite. Uh, it's supposed to be at uh, 2026, the end of life of the Amos 3. And uh, in order to do this, we are looking for cooperations in order to um, utilize the orbital position that we have with the um, with all the rights there and the part of the cooperation that we see that we can uh, cooperate with other countries in the region and uh, maybe put a more uh, invest in more advanced satellite 
do a kind of a condosat or other cooperation with the countries in the region. Right, so a lot of uh, possibilities uh, opened up as a result. Eh? Yeah. Now talk about the African market. So you just launched Amos 17, right? And that's primarily for Africa. Uh, so what are you offering the African and how do you see that market uh, moving forward? I think that uh, for me, I was uh, handling the African market also at Vila Telecom for the last uh, eight years. I think we're talking about African market, but uh, it consists of 53 countries and each one of them has a different uh, demand and a different uh, culture and a different uh, requirements. So it's not, uh, it, you have to, to, to provide a tailor-made uh, solution to each one of them. I think that the advantages of uh, uh, AMO 17 is first of all that it's a digital uh, payload and it's very flexible satellite. It has a lot of capacity. I mean, in each one of the beams, we can provide uh, a very high bandwidth. And as we see all over the world and in Africa especially, we see an increase in demand for capacity. So at the end of the day, um, the customers will look for a higher bandwidth. And in order to provide the higher bandwidth, I mean, we have all the necessary capacity in the satellite. In addition, we understand that uh, the requirements are very uh, locally. So the satellite is designed to have uh, local services for uh, countries and provide the in-country services such as uh, e-learning, uh, e-medicine, and other services that can be provided into governmental use, into um, increasing the infrastructure now that there is deployment of uh, mobile uh, network operators in remote places and rural places. So the, the satellite is really designed to have, uh, to uh, provide the, and the service, the required capacity for such uh, services and uh, demand, and it's very powerful, especially on the domestic services. Mm -hmm. So um, I think that we we expect to see a growth in the capacity. And in addition, we have a very strong uh, C band. I think that. Uh, a lot of the satellite operator choose to move to KU band, mm -hmm. and uh, we are uh, we believe that in Africa, especially uh, uh, along the equator, it's very important to provide C-band services. It's it's much more stable. It's a carrier grade uh, services, and uh, uh, we are aiming to the mobile network operators as uh, one pillar, and to the government as uh, another pillar. Yeah. Right. Right. Uh then identify what are the key, you think, uh, applications that will be driving the African market. You, you've already alluded to some of them, but what, what moving forward, you know, post-pandemic, where do you see the greatest demand for your services? For me, in a personal note, I was working in uh, Gila Telecom for eight years. We were providing uh, mobile uh, operators uh, application, managed services, and we were really struggling with the heavy investment and the commitment for the satellite operators. So now moving to the other side, if you can call it, so being in a satellite operator, I come with a mind and the thinking of a service provider. So we're much more agile and ready to provide services. Answering your question, I think that uh, the dominant players are uh, the mobile operators and the uh, and the governments. I think that uh, uh, the mobile operators are uh, spreading and uh, 
looking for uh, high quality managed services. In uh, Spacecom, uh, we are uh, enhancing our portfolio to uh, answer to this requirement. We are uh, planning to provide SD1 services. I think it's a very uh, important tool to provide, especially if you're providing with uh, many sites, if you have uh, different uh, um, infrastructures and you need to manage the different infrastructures. So I think that it's a very strong tool that is uh, good for the uh, mobile network operators and also to the um, uh, enterprise uh, services. Uh, another commercial uh, challenge that uh, we are now uh, tackling is, uh, as we all know, the DTH and the broadcasting is uh, declining mm -hmm. all over the world. And uh, I think that uh, our challenge is to bring back the, uh, the content into the satellites. I think that uh, um, providing content over the satellite is uh, very um, powerful and it's... Uh, utilizing the strengths of the satellite. Um, obviously, where there is fibers, it's uh, more challenging, but uh, for remote places and offloading the backbone of the mobile network operators, um, providing the, um, the content to the edge will be very, uh, we're very efficient. I think that the 5G technology together with the satellites can uh, achieve a very fast deployment with high, high throughputs to remote places with very affordable uh, um, um, costing. So I think this is also something that we're aiming to and uh, we will be ready at uh, 2021 uh, to deploy. Another uh, segment that we are uh, tackling is the governments where we provide a fully, ma fully managed turnkey solution for uh, governments. We have a, a cooperation together with Ignite that provide the solar, solar, solar services and telemedicine services and remote e-medicine services. And together with them, we provide the connectivity and we're providing a full managed service to enable the remote location to use a high level of uh, medicine and uh, I think it's uh, very important in general and especially during the pandemic we understand that it's much more uh, um, much more important and we're now uh, uh, working on a demo site in Africa to show the abilities and to um, uh, introduce it uh, to Africa and then uh, hopefully will uh, convince some of the government to use these uh, important services. Mm -hmm. And in addition, we have other uh, services such as uh, e-learning. I think that, uh, mm -hmm. you know, uh, again, especially in, the, in this uh, situation where everybody's uh, working remotely for us, uh, you know, uh, talking in the uh, internet or through the internet is uh, very normal, but in Africa, when you're in uh, remote places, it's something that it's really bringing another world into your life and in, it's uh, enhancing your uh, uh, understanding capabilities and uh, open you to um, other uh, things that you don't uh, normally experience. I mean, uh, in the the Western world more or less the same, but in Africa like this, I can share that uh, 
I was, uh, for instance, uh, visiting in uh, one village in uh, in uh, uh, in Africa, and uh, I come from uh, Israel, and they're all Christian, and uh, they were under the uh, assumption that uh, Jerusalem, which is uh, you know the capital also in the Bible, is uh, is uh, only a myth, and it's <laughs> not a real place. And then we show them that it's. Uh, we brought some pictures and we saw them and they were really excited to see that it's a, it's a real place that exists and uh, it's not only in the stories of the Bible. So I think <laughs> that all these kind of uh, gaps are uh, very important, you know, to, to, to close. And we're working uh, very closely with the UN, uh, parts of the UN, like uh, UNESCO and others, to do this cooperation and to deploy these uh, important services. Right. So lots of exciting stuff in uh, Africa for, for Spacecom. Uh, then, yeah. uh, finally, uh, uh, what can we expect from Spacecom in the future? You, you mentioned earlier that uh, one of your sat Amos 3 is at the end of life, so you're planning for uh, new satellites. And uh, so give us a glimpse of, uh, you know, uh, what can we expect from Spacecom in the coming years? I think that uh, Spacecom, uh, first of all, uh, will keep uh, managing the satellites, but I think the focus of the company was more of a, a service provider, providing services, end-to-end -end services, introducing uh, new technologies to the market. I think that uh, leading with the SD-1 and uh, joining the 5G will be part of uh, Spacecom portfolio. I think that... Um, um, you know, if now we are selling uh, more of a commodity um, a capacity, we're going to be selling solutions. I mean, the, the infrastructure is less important, but it's more the solutions and the ecosystem and the neighborhood that we're going to, to make. I think that uh, um, we're close to announce uh, cooperation with other uh, providers in order to have a very um, a thick portfolio of services and uh, when we will talk about uh, Spacecom you will think about uh, uh, cutting edge technologies, very agile solutions and uh, having a big impact on the African markets. Right, well thank you very much uh, Dan, that's a pretty good overview of uh, the, your, uh, the new focus that you're putting in into the company. Uh, you know, uh, Dan, uh, you started in the middle of a pandemic. There's always, uh, uh, I, I think there's always some positive things uh, when you start during a crisis. You know, uh, my company, Satellite Markets and Research, also started in the, uh, in the fall of uh, 2007, just when the global recession uh, hit, you know. And uh, 13 years later, I'm here. And as you know, you, you've been in the industry a long time, I'm sure. You know, this is a very good preparation uh, for, for years to come. So we will be following your company, as always, uh, uh, very closely. Uh, and uh, wish you all the best in all, the, all your endeavors and, uh, and in, in Spacecom moving forward. And for all the news and information on the global satellite industry, you always have satellite markets and research at www.satellitemarkets.com. 